0: Hi, and welcome to our test preparation podcast. My name is Danielle Bianchi, and I'm your host. Today, we're gonna talk about some last minute ACT tips. And specifically, we'll start with what to bring on test day. And then we're gonna break down the five different sections. The English, the math, the reading, the science, and the ACT essay. I want you to bring your registration slip, which you can print off the ACT site, directions to the test center, especially if you've never been there before, an approved calculator, and remember to bring some extra batteries if you think you need them. You do not want your calculator dying on you in the middle of your math section. Bring a digital stopwatch. Uh, Bring one that doesn't beep. It's not mandatory, but it's useful instead of having to look up at the clock or rely on the proctor for the the time you have left in each of the sections. Bring two number two sharpened pencils with erasers. You definitely want erasers, especially if you're in the Scantron sheet, you've marked the wrong letter. You need that eraser to go to the, you know, to mark another letter. So two number two pencils with erasers. Bring a student ID or some sort of picture ID. And then always bring food and drink. Food, I would say something nutritious and easy to eat, like a banana uh, or a power bar, or some sort of energy bar is usually best. And for drink, I would, I would suggest water, Gatorade or flavored water. And then it won't hurt to, to pack some tissues as well. Some classrooms just don't have a box of tissues. You might have a runny nose. So just remember to bring some tissues. Okay, that's what you want to bring on Saturday. And then I want to break down a little bit what to to think of, or some quick tips uh, in each of the sections. The ACT English, the math, the reading, the science, and the essay. All right, some quick tips for the ACT English section. Best rule of thumb for this section is when in doubt, take out. What I mean by that is when in doubt, take out words and when in doubt, take out punctuation. They give you options to have a sentence that's longer, have a sentence with more commas. That is usually not an answer. You want usually the answer that has fewest amount of punctuation, if punctuation at all, and the the fewest words. Along this same line, don't fall for redundancy or repetition. You want to make the English passages as precise as possible. You don't need extra words. You're editing like you're editing a friend's paper before they get handed into the English teacher. You want to take out all the words that are unnecessary. In this same vein you won't have answers where you would add words. Uh, for example an answer that might have an option as in addition to and you can just say and instead of in addition to you're not going to pick in addition to same thing instead of saying because if you have an option to say due to the fact of that's not going to be an answer you don't want to add words due to the fact of is four words and when you can just say the same response with the one word because you're going to go with that shorter response the word being the passive form of the verb to be will never be an answer on the ACT or the SAT grammar for that matter the ACT never to choo- you, you never want to choose the passive form of the verb you always want to go in the active some people call it the active verb some people call it the active voice you always go with the active verb not the passive verb and one last point you need to know your possessive you need to know where you need to put apostrophes you need to know the difference between it apostrophe s which means it is and its which is possessive, like the dog chased its tail. In the same vein, you need to know who apostrophe s, which means who is, versus whose, w-h-o-s-e, which means whose shoe is this. Okay, so know your possessive and know when to use apostrophes. All right, now on to the ACT math section. Basic rule of thumb here is you really want to work to get those first 30 problems correct. These are generally on the easier side, not necessarily in chronological order like the SAT, where number one's the easiest, number 20 is the hardest. But the first 30 should be kind of freshman sophomore year math, so they sh- it should be pretty basic math for you. So really try to get those first 30 correct which might mean you, you know, go with your gut instinct or you, know, you shouldn't be working a lot of long division or anything like that. You should barely have to use your calculator on the, on the first 30. You need to review common right triangles, the 30-60-90 triangle and its sides, the 45-45-90 triangle and its sides, and then common right triangle sides like the 3-4-5 triangle. Double it in proportion would be the 6-8-10 triangle. And then another nice one to know, which will help you um, help you do problems more quickly, is the 5, 12, 13 triangle. Now those three triangles, the 3, 4, 5, the 6, 8, 10, and the 5, 12, 13, you can find them all using Pythagorean theorem. A squared plus B squared is C squared. But this just, it's, it's a, you know, it's a shortcut, just knowing that the, if you have a side that's three and a side that's four, you know that hypotenuse is five. If you have a side that's six and a side that's eight, you know the hypotenuse is 10, that sort of thing. I want you to memorize areas of circles, squares, rectangles, triangles, parallelograms, and trapezoids. You will need to know these formulas. You also wanna know formulas for slope, need to know your distance formula your circle formula midpoint formula you want to know how to use ratios and common denominators and then when it, you have a, a probably do two to three problems towards the end which involve trigonometry sine cosine and tangent the best thing to remember here is SOH SOH sine is opposite over hypotenuse K, Cosine is adjacent over hypotenuse, and Toa, tangent is opposite over adjacent. There are usually one, maybe two matrix problems, and to do a matrix problem, you read across as we do in English and distribute across. You would not go down in a matrix. I always tell my students, we read across in English and down in Chinese, you are doing English on this test go across the last maybe in the last three problems you might have a trig problem that involves knowing needing to know the unit circle some people just skip this for or you know just make a guess for this problem but in general if you could check out a unit circle and know that 180 degrees means pi this is gonna help you as well on the harder problems Okay, on to the ACT reading section. Quick tips here. You always have four passages, each with 10 questions. The first is always prose. The next is social science. The third is humanities. And the last one is natural science. For the prose and humanities passages, all these questions will relate to the emotions of the characters, the relationships their reactions, the character names, or any conversations. So you need to pay attention to how the story goes and how this, the characters are related. Is it a father-son, mother-daughter? What's going on? What, how are these characters related? The social science and natural science are much more fact-based. Social science will relate to government, Congress, You'll have questions about uh, wars, presidents, dates, acts, much more fact-based. They might ask you what certain words mean in the context. So this this is how social science goes. Natural science in the same vein, you're gonna, it's the uh, questions about nature. So the passage might be about, I've seen you know passages about porcupines or beavers. I've seen them about earth, Mars, moon, Jupiter, the sun. Uh, I've seen beehives and what the queen bee does. I've seen one on photography, on dinosaurs. Uh, You sometimes need to know a relation, some sort of ratio or brain to body size relationship. You usually need to know a common predator or some sort of uh, how an animal protects itself, where the animal might live or how it protects itself most. Does it hunt at night or during the day? Is it nocturnal? That sort of thing. The hardest thing about the ACT reading and ACT science are the pace. You really need to keep your pace when it comes to the reading. You have 35 minutes to do four passages, which means it's about 8 minutes, 45 seconds per passage. So keep your pace on the reading. Okay, on to the ACT science section. This section is very fast. The questions are not difficult, but the pace is quite rapid. You have seven experiments to do in 35 minutes, which I don't need to tell you that's a five minute experiment. So that's very quick. So when you see these big paragraphs, I usually tell my students don't even read them at all. Um, If you have a second, maybe skim them, but basically get right to those tables. You want to focus on the table, you know, figure out what's going on vertically and horizontally. Are the numbers increasing or decreasing? Are they increasing and then decreasing? Is there any relationship at all, or is there no relationship? Make sure to pay attention to where the question sends you. Is it table one or figure two or experiment three? I can't tell you how many times my students make silly mistakes just by going to the wrong table. The question is quite easy, but they've gone to the wrong table. Don't make that silly mistake. In science you want to get right to the questions, so I want you to focus on the tables and then get right to the questions. You want to read carefully so you don't make silly mistakes in the questions. Is the question asking you to line the items up from slowest to fastest or fastest to slowest? Keep your pace in the science section as I just want to reiterate you have seven experiments to do in 35 minutes so that's a five-minute experiment it's fabulous if you can get through all seven If if you think you can't get through them then do very well do a really good job on those first five passages and maybe skim the last two don't do as well on those but get some good solid points on the first five experiments that could be a strategy there and lastly anytime there's a key or a formula in a science experiment, there's always a question on it. So circle it or pay attention to it because one question is definitely gonna get to it. Lastly, the ACT essay. Some of you are used to the SAT essay, but not as used to the ACT essay. They are basically the same format. You wanna write a four to five paragraph essay. I would spend about 30 to 90 seconds writing your first 30 to 90 seconds writing your thesis statement and your two to three examples to back up your side of the argument and remember sometimes the other argument might be an easier side to argue so to check out both sides just to think what what examples might come more quickly and go with that side no one's gonna ask you later if it was morally correct or anything of what you decided so just go with the easier side of the issue and think of two to three examples to back up your thesis. You always have to format your essay. You wanna write four to five paragraphs. Four paragraphs would be an intro, two body paragraphs and a conclusion, and five paragraphs, which is, um, would be more ideal, but some people don't have time to finish five paragraphs. You would write an intro, three body paragraphs to back up your thesis and, and a conclusion. Your introduction should discuss the, discuss the issue and end with your thesis statement which clearly states whether you agree or disagree with the prompt. Then you have your two to three examples and your conclusion. If you don't think you're going to get to your conclusion, do not go on with another example. You need to finish your essay. It is better, you're going to have more points against you if you don't finish your conclusion than you would have points for getting that third example so make sure to get to the to finish your essay with a conclusion and each paragraph should have at least 3 sentences lastly get sleep on thursday and friday nights this week a lot of people just get sleep on friday and it's not quite enough thursday and friday it's usually a two day lull right there so i want you to get sleep thursday and friday night and i really wish you luck on saturday Okay, let's recap what we went over today on our last minute ACT tips on what to bring on test day and the five uh, section breakdown of the ACT. Just a reminder about what to bring. Don't forget a registration slip, directions to the test center, an approved calculator, a digital stopwatch, two sharpened number two pencils with erasers, a student or picture ID, food, drink, and tissues. And to recap how we broke down the five different sections, for the ACT English section, the rule of thumb is when in doubt, take out. That is, when in doubt, take out words, and when in doubt, take out punctuation. In general, you want to edit that English passage to be as concise as possible. The fewer the words, the better. For the ACT math section, you really want to work on those first 30 questions and try to get them all correct. Review your common right triangles. Don't forget to memorize your areas of circles, squares, rectangles triangles, parallelograms, and trapezoids. Remember your formulas for slope, distance formula, circle formula, and midpoint formula. Review using ratios and common denominators, and brush up on your sine, cosine, and tangent. Don't forget so toa For the ACT reading section, Remember the first and third reading sections, the Prose and the Humanities, these passages often revolve around emotions, relationships, reactions, and character names. For the other two passages, the Social Science and the Natural Science, these passages will be more fact-based. The Social Science will revolve around government, history, Congress, presidents, wars, dates. Whereas the natural science, which is also more fact-based, is going to revolve around nature, around animals, plants, earth, moon, sun, and stars. Pay attention to any sort of numbers or ratios. Pay attention to the common predators, if the animal's nocturnal. Pay attention to where animals live or how they protect themselves. For the ACT essay, in general you want to write a four to five-paragraph essay. Four paragraphs if you're running short on time, and five paragraphs if you can fit all five paragraphs in. You want to start with your introduction, end the introductory paragraph with your thesis statement, clearly stating whether you agree or disagree with the prompt. And then you have two to three body paragraphs And your conclusion. Thanks for joining me today on the test preparation podcast. Remember, you can find more great test preparation tips and strategies at daniellebianchi.com. We'll see you next time with more tips and strategies on the test preparation podcast.